When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And welcome into the Bruins Beat on CLNS Media. My name is Evan Marinovsky, and today I am joined by the great Connor Ryan. Connor, what is up? Evan, I'm doing well. How you doing? I've been better. Uh, I'm battling a little, a little sickness, a little congestion. It's nothing crazy, you know, sniffling a bit. Uh, you know, it's tough when, uh, Connor, when I get sick or I start to feel myself getting sick, it's tough because... Uh, with my New England Hockey Journal job, you know, going in and out of rinks all the time. They're not they're not warm rinks. No. So when you're in there for quite a while, uh, it sort of takes its toll on you. If you uh, even when you're wearing a coat or a, I put a little beanie on my head on Saturday, um, but it's part of the deal. I'll take it. Uh, but yes, a uh, little sick. Nothing crazy though. We're fighting through it. Emergency, Mucinex, all that fun stuff. The usual routine. Good. The usual routine, yes. Um, and it's funny. It's that's why I'm saying this. Uh, I was at the Bruins game last night, but not in the uh, in the press box. I was there as a spectator. I took my girlfriend. Uh, it was her. So she's from Long Island, uh, but she's always wanted to go to a Bruins game. She didn't grow up a fan of the Rangers or the Islanders. She really hockey wasn't big uh, for her and her family, so she never really got into it. So she's a Bruins fan, uh, and she was hooked last night. Got it's her a good game. Picked a good game. I was a little worried after the second period. Yeah, that was not great. But yeah, one nothing. I was like, oh, this is because I've always said I'm like because you know she loves the Celtics too, and she's like Celtics atmosphere is so fun, and I'm like they are, but Bruins atmospheres are a little more superior, and they definitely can be. And so uh, she said to me at one point during the first second period, she's like, it's kind of quiet, and I said, yeah, well you're seeing a one, you're seeing a zero zero game at the moment, so I, on a Sunday night, I, I, you know. This is what it is. Um, but then Marshan got his goals, and uh, all was forgiven. It was uh, a great time. And I got to say, you know, we can, from in the press box, we can hear the balcony sometimes. Mm-hmm. When you're in it, you hear so much more. And there's a guy, oh, like, sure. a couple couple seats down from me, a row behind me. Just the whole game. Shoot! You know, just, uh, he was basically coaching the team from the balcony. So, like, I think I think it's time Montgomery. Montgomery gone, that guy in. That's what I think. But. I bet that guy was absolutely blaring uh, Mr. Brightside when that set up playing in the third period, I have to imagine. Oh, yeah. Well, he was an older gentleman, so I don't think that uh, was, I don't, yeah, I don't I don't think think that was so. in the cards. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't in the cards. Uh, can't take uh, my I'll... eyes off you. He switched to that one. He's like, this is yes. this is right in my cue zone. That's when he started singing. Yes. Yes. It, it, it was exactly what he was singing. Uh, but it was a good time. Uh, it was. Uh, it's interesting going uh, and not being in the in the press box and being in, in amongst the people. Uh, it's a different experience, but it was fun. I had a good time. And it's actually funny. Vera missed... The first Marshan goal. She was looking at her phone, trying to get the you know the, her Instagram story right of the ice and all this. I mean, of course, she's, she's like one of us. She's exactly. like one of us when it comes to that. 
Uh, and she missed it, and she was all pissed. And she's like, well, someone's got to score again. And I'm like, well, like, it could be the Blue Jackets. <laughs> Why not score again? <laughs> it could easily be the Blue Jackets. And uh, But it ended up, uh, she went absolutely bananas on Marchand's second goal. So um, all around a good time, a very good time. And better than, uh, better than, uh, better than going to the Patriots game. Smart yeah, you, you, you did the doubleheader. I mean, you covered it, so it's different. But, like, that must have been an absolute slog to sit through. Uh, it's not. It's not great, Evan. I don't know if you saw that. I think ticket prices were five dollars to go to the Patriots game, <laughs> and if I was a fan, I would want my money back. I mean, the fact that it rained the whole day, it was miserable. The product on the field is just not fun at all. Like horrible. <laughs> it, it's just. It's just the worst. I would rather go uh, to like, the movie theaters next next to Gillette Stadium and do that. Be more expensive, but at the end of the day, you can have a, a better time. I'd rather watch Oppenheimer five times in a row and, and chronicle like the end of civilization, but the atomic bomb, then watch the Patriots uh, for, for a game, even if the tickets were five bucks, wasn't great. The commute back was not great. No, uh, that could not have been fun. Yeah. So, but I made it back. I made it, I think it was uh, about nine minutes left in the first period, which again, not a whole lot happened. So you missed really nothing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's so, a damn thing. So it all works out, Evan. It does. It does. And you're, you're working hard. So that's, that's what uh, matters most. Yeah. Patriots. I, I have no need for anymore. Like, it's just one of those things where like, you gotta, you gotta do it for work. So like, I, I, but I imagine that if you did not have to, you would probably not be paying much attention to them uh, at this point in the season. So no, I wouldn't say so. <laughs> no. Um, anyways, uh, the Bruins on the upswing. Uh, last week, it was a lot of talk of, Hey, how are they going to overcome this adversity? Turns out they did pretty all right with it. Uh, they beat San Jose. They beat Toronto in a thriller. That was a yeah. hell of an entertaining game. Um, I was dri- I texted you this. I texted you and Ty this. I was driving home from Exeter because like, it was an Exeter. It was a tournament up there. So I was listening. It was like old time. I was driving through like back roads in New Hampshire, listening to the radio uh, as it was like cutting in and out. And I'm like, I'm like, come on, like, I'm dr- like trying. You know, I'm like, I wish I had to dial the twist to make this the signal better. And it was old times, but uh, incredibly entertaining game and entertaining overtime, obviously. Uh, and then. Uh, Bruins pull one out uh, against Columbus on the uh, the weird Sunday night game. It's like we're at Anaheim. The yeah. Sunday night games. It's uh, I don't hate it. I don't hate that because I think I think the city needed it after the Patriots game. It was uh, good. Pal- it was good palate cleanser. That's for sure. Actual, oh yeah. Al- actual offense in the game. It's crazy. Yeah, it's crazy. It was. I was kind of hoping there'd be more than six goals in the game, so then we could be like, oh look, it's. Bigger score than the Patriots, uh, but unfortunately we didn't uh, we didn't get that. Um, the big star obviously is Brad Marchand. Um, overtime winner against Toronto, uh, hat trick against Columbus, does it all um, right after his grandmother unfortunately uh, passes away. Um, Montgomery said an interesting thing after last night's game. You know, someone asked him about you know what's Marchand's leadership been like during. This stretch where they're, you know, this last couple games where they're winning and he's scoring. And Montgomery kind of said, well, it's, you know, we get that all the time. But what really impresses me is how he led us through the adversity and through the darker, I put in parentheses, darker times, um, which I think is impressive. And I think speaks to his leadership. Uh, and now you're, you know, you're seeing him score some goals. I know there was some worry about him, you know, putting the puck in the back of that. That seems to be gone now. Um, but again, I think... It's been, you know, even, you know, I think it's encouraging to hear Montgomery talk about how good his leadership was, uh, even through those uh, losing times. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think Montgomery said it best that he wasn't really concerned about the production in terms of the slump he's been. And again, it wasn't great, but I don't, I don't know if you view that stretch as being like, oh, it's 
Marshan, you know, running on fumes. Is he injured? All that is stuff. he washed? Yeah. Is he washed? He's had scoring scoring lulls in the past, so I don't think the Bruins really going to be concerned about that. But um, I think, you know, even Marshan said it himself that, like, it's been a little bit of an adjustment in terms of being the guy. Like, he's obviously been an elder statesman. He's learned from guys like Bergeron and Char, but it's different when you are now the guy with the C on your sweater. Um, and he said, you know, it took some time. He doesn't have Berger on, on the ice with him either. So there's the adjustment there. He's bounced around a little bit. But, um, yeah, I, I think when you look at his leadership, he's always been a guy that leads by example, pulls guys into the fight, like pulled them to two points on Sunday. I mean, he just kind of – he took over that game. I mean, even like before that hat-trick goal, he draws a penalty on Goudreau. Just like we've seen it so many times before, but that was a takeover – seven minute stretch there for Marchand and he's done time and time again. So as much as maybe his title changes in terms of being the captain now, um, how he leads, how he, I think, you know, bases his whole game on emotion and setting the tone, whether it's with a, a big hit or a, you know, a takeover shift or two. Uh, it, it's just encouraging to see that from a guy that, again, he, he's going to leave his own stamp on in terms of, you know, the captaincy and how he leads, but, he also mentioned that he's, you know, learned from guys like Bergeron and Chara. Like that same, I think, identity, that same message hasn't really changed over the last 20 years, which is, again, you look at how consistently good the Bruins have been over the stretch. Some of it has to do with kind of carrying that torch and having that message go across. Like I even look at um, the Buffalo Sabres, who on paper have the young talent, have all this stuff. And I think I was listening to 98.5 and they were saying, like, how is it that team just can't get out of its own way? And it's like, well... I think something has to be said with just like the, the consistency, the, the veteran leadership and having like that same tone, that same message carry across multiple generations. And I think you're seeing that with the Bruins and how I think Martian is preaching the same thing that's been said in that room since 2006, really. It's the culture. I mean, it goes back to that. And he's one of the guys, I mean, he wasn't, uh, he got there, you know, obviously 2010, 2011. So he wasn't there at the, you know, the, the early start of it in 06, 07 and kind of 07, 08. But he's been a guy that's carried that torch. And I think he's, he's sort of the bridge between, we've, we talked about this when he was first named captain. It, it's why, like, I never understood the reasons to not make him captain. Like, I never quite got that. Um, but again, he's sort of the bridge, right? From the from the Charas and the Bergerons and that era, Marchand to the McAvoys, the Pasternaks and all that. And I think, you know, again, the fact that, you know, he's able to take over the way he did uh, in Sunday night's game, you know, uh, again, we know he has a great shot, you know, <laughs> like we, we know all those things, but just to kind of put it into practice and make smart plays. And I still say nobody's better in tight with the puck than Brad Marchand, like just the way that he's able to, uh, you know, just get around defenders and corral the puck, I think is so impressive. But it just, again, it goes back to, you know, this team, I think's response to the adversity and the team's response to those kind of bad performances uh, over the last couple weeks, you know, again, San Jose is San Jose. Right. I mean, like, I'm surprised that I, I didn't hear. I, I don't think they did. I wasn't there. But I'm guessing that Celebrini was not in the building. I find that kind of funny. I was like, oh, maybe they should invite him, you know, just like, hey, come watch the team that you're probably going to have to, you know, fix up. Um, but again, you still get the win, right? You still pull it out. That Toronto game, I think, and all of us kind of had that circle. This, all right, let's let's see what they've got here. Um, and I think it just goes back to and I, I and I know are you worried at all about those final minutes? Uh, listen, it's not a really good winning formula, Evan. Because no, like it's are, not. Those are things that um, 
are, are going to come back to bite you at the worst possible time. Every time I see one of those sequences where, I mean, it's happened multiple times, it brings me right back to Vernon Montour in game seven. I'm like, if you don't correct <laughs> this now, one of these is going to happen at the worst possible back, you know, back-breaking moment. And it's going to really, really hurt. So, I mean, that's the one thing that, listen, they've had uh, chances to come back, you know, fight through that adversity. They come back and win in overtime against Toronto. Again, three-on-three overtime isn't happening in the playoffs. So, if that's a, a series-clinching uh, scenario and you let up a goal, odds are you're going you're gonna to crumble uh, over the next couple of minutes or, you know, the, the momentum is not going to be on your side going into overtime when you should have been punching your ticket, getting the plane to uh, wherever your next destination is. Uh, you really got to fix that stuff. It's not like it's been a one-off thing. It's happened multiple times this year. So without a doubt, that's something you have to uh, correct and corral because if not, it's going to bite you in April or May when you can't afford to have one of those sequences happen. I, you mentioned, I, I think you mentioned something. I don't remember when that was, the Montour thing. Has that happened in the past? I don't know. I, 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 I can't recall. I mean, maybe I was I was just playing NHL a few weeks ago, so maybe that's ah. what I was thinking of. It was something like that. I don't know if it was that might have been off of my own uh, yeah. personal recollection, but it could happen. He's a good defenseman. He finds shooting lanes, like you never know. Fluke goals happen. I mean, it's I you know uh, who knows. Um, yeah, I agree with you. I think it's a problem. I think you got to fix it. I will say, I'll give him credit though. They did respond. I mean, I know it's three on three overtime. I know it's not you know what the what it is in the playoffs, but. Uh, I will give them credit for overcoming that. Uh, I want to touch on a couple things in a second. Uh, the Leafs, I want to touch on uh, Montgomery with the kids because that's sort of a big one right now. And the the usage of the kids and playing the kids. Is this Jim Cassidy at it again? Uh, but first, Connor, uh, a quick word. A, a quick word from our sponsor. Score early this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Because right now, new customers can get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 Moneyline bet. That's $150 if your team wins. Now is the best time to join FanDuel. The app is easy to use and you can bet on everything from spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. And frankly, that's the best part about FanDuel, that you can bet on anything. You want to bet on how many wins the Patriots are going to have this year? Be my guest. Maybe how many shutouts Jeremy Swayman's going to have this season. Go for it. You can really do it all. So bet now on an app that's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Plus, when you win, you can get paid instantly. So visit FanDuel.com Boston and kick off the NFL season with an offer you don't want to miss. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. 21 plus and present in mass. $5 pregame money line wager required. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-trawable bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. Restrictions apply. See terms at fanduel.com slash sportsbook. Gambling problem? Hope is here. Go to gamblinghelplinema.org or call 800-327-5050 for 24-7 support. Play it smart from the start. Go to gamesensema.com or call 1-800-GAM-1234. Uh, so you tweeted it out. Uh, I think it was you who tweeted after uh, Saturday's game against the Leafs. It was you. It was you. I liked your Detective Crashmore tweet, by the way, uh, on you. Sunday. I was, you know, I got to say. A lot, a, lot of, a lot of rated R replies to that, too. Was, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> I was pissed. I saw that and I was like, why didn't I think of that? I I, I didn't, you know, I'm, I'm, I need to go back and rewatch I Think You Should Leave because I'm like, oh, my God. I saw Santa twice on the scoreboard, and not once did I say, "Oh my God, that's Detective Crashmore." I just didn't didn't register. I got I got to go rewatch it again. I, you know, so 
I think it's I'm disappointed in myself, but I'm I'm happy that that you noticed it. I it just didn't register with me. Um, but you tweeted after Saturday's game a little more serious hockey tweet uh, that Bruins Maple Leafs would make a great playoff series, and it's crazy how that's been the case for like years now. They are due. They are due to play each other again. It's been a little while, um, and I would love to see it because. I think that would be a fascinating matchup of high-flying offense against a great defense uh, and goaltending team. The other part of it, I think the Bruins win that series. <laughs> I do. I think the Bruins win that series. Uh, did you see the lack of back check by John Tavares and Willie Nylander on uh, Martian's overtime goal? I mean, Martian could have gloved that puck down, stood there for like another five seconds and been like, boop. I mean, like, a little on. pirouette, yeah. Was it yeah. great? Yeah. No. So what do you, what would you think of his playoff series then? Let's look ahead. I, I mean, it would be pure entertainment factor, right? I think you look at uh, the way this league is going right now or just the standings-wise, you have the potential for quite a few really entertaining series moving forward, even just maybe from the Bruins' perspective, whether it's a rematch with the Panthers, which all those games have been really entertaining so far. The Maple Leafs, yes. obviously. Bruins-Rangers, if that was like a conference final, because that Rangers team is damn good. That, that team is a lot of yeah. fun to watch kind of has a little bit of everything there. Carolina, we know we know them and what they provide, and there's a lot of history there. So a lot of really, really good matches. But, yeah, I don't think you can go wrong with Boston-Toronto. Every time it happens, there's more, I think, media interest. There's more storylines beyond uh, just what's going on on the ice, which, again, you can uh, view that as a good thing or a bad thing, whether it's distracting or not. But adds, you know, it's some of the best parts about these playoff series, I think, you know, even neutral fans are – Bruins fans who jump on late, as as is the case, you know, people jumping on for the playoff run, they're like, oh, okay, we don't know much about this other team. It's like when the Bruins played Vancouver, and you're like, oh, okay, that's a pretty good team. We'll see what happens. And then, like, one game in, Bruins fans are like, I despise these guys. <laughs> like, it, just, it happens every time them. you play. Every time you play a team in the playoffs, I'm sure people going to that Panthers game was like, uh, Kachuk's a little bit of a, a power forward. He's a good player. Like, he's going to be – uh, He's a bit of a rascal. Yeah, and then after like two games, like I, I hate this man. So uh, <laughs> I think there'd be a lot of fun if he played Toronto. Um, a lot of stop power, a lot of firepower, a lot of games back and forth. I mean, even like that overtime, the the back and forth in that, whether it's like McAvoy just absolutely blowing up uh, Morgan Riley. Uh, you had the back <laughs> and forth, uh, a few like breakaway chances there. It's just pure entertainment, right? And I, I think uh, hockey's due to have another one of those matchups. And again, we need to get more Ryan Reeves, you know, holding scrums, Ooh. talking about how he's going to beat up Brad Marchand, even though nothing happened in the other game. It's funny how this happens. I haven't heard what he said recently, but it is funny how that happens, isn't it, Evan? I'm I'm anxiously awaiting that. I'm I'm waiting for that uh, that to to get here. Um, yeah, I would love it. Uh, it's funny. The two wildcard teams right now are the Leafs and the Islanders. What a juxtaposition of that's series you, that wouldn't be a fun I just series. that would that's the one series where I'm like please avoid that I don't care like if you have to lose a couple games to not face the Islanders please I, I just I can't take seven games of new, the New York Islanders I just cannot do it Leafs though would love it would love it I think it would be an awesome series I think the NHL would want that um I think the Bruins want that like I that's their rival that's been their rival now for years um and I think that that would be the most interesting uh, realistic matchup, uh, for sure. Islanders, though, I can I can do without. Um, one other thing, I, I just want to go back to the adversity part real quick, because uh, you mentioned the fighting and the Ryan Reeves, and obviously Reeves didn't do anything. But uh, I'll give the Bruins credit. That game against the Sharks on uh, on Thursday, there's a little more oomph, a little more physicality, a little more fight. You know, Trent Frederick dropped the gloves. 
Uh, and I like again. I think we said it last week. You want to see that. You know, when they were losing, they weren't checking, but they also, there was no guys standing up for each other. It was just kind of, you know, not doing much. Uh, and, I, you know, again, not to sound 100 years old, but sometimes, it sounds like I was in the balcony last night because I was, you want to see some fisticuffs. You want to see them stand up for each other a little bit. And I think uh, the fact that you've seen that, you saw that uh, against the San Jose Sharks of all teams, uh, I think is good. I think there's a clear spark among this group. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. I don't hate it. Without a doubt, yeah. I mean, I think you need that for the playoff run. And it's not just the – you have to drop the gloves every single game, but the accountability, the response, knowing that there's going to be a response if you take a run in the player. Um, and I think just having that consistent physicality uh, goes a long way in the playoffs. It's like every time you you deliver a really strong check on the four check or you, you turn the puck over, those add up when you're playing you you know twenty plus games in the playoffs under that level of intensity. Like it wears teams down, wears very good players down. And that's when mistakes happen. That's when you knock guys out of the lineup. And it's not like maybe that's a barbaric way of looking at it, but that's how hockey is played, right? Especially when you get to the playoffs. So uh, I think it is encouraging to see that. Uh, hopefully, it's not just Trent Frederick that has to be like the go-to guy. But I think you saw like even on that play when. Uh, when Smith hit Marchand into the boards, you had like Heinen wrap him up, Fulbert came over. Like that's what you need to see. You don't need to see like yes. guys just having a line brawl or, or doing that. But when there's accountability, uh, a response, you don't want to have any of those situations where a guy gets wrecked or something really bad happens. And after the game, the biggest takeaway is why was there no response? Yes. Like that's, that is the worst kind of post-game reaction to a game. Um, whether it's that, the guy standing up for McAvoy in that Florida game down there. Um, you're at least seeing some of that. And you hopefully that's, that consistently continues moving forward. That's the thing. I, I agree with you. And I think, you know, again, uh, you don't need guys going up to opposing players on faceoffs to be like, yo, you want to go? You want? You, want, you, just, you just want to fight? Yeah. Like, it's more, you nailed it. It's more the Smith hits Marsh in from behind. Got who? Who's jumping in? Who's dropping the gloves? Who's grabbing him? Um, so I think that's what you want to see. Speaking of, by the way, Luke Hughes in New Jersey. Every, I feel like every night I'm watching a highlight of him just getting absolutely bundled. Yeah. Um, now, again, I, I didn't, hear the audio of that play with Garnet Hathaway from Philly. Uh, I don't know, like, was there a whistle? Because he looked like Hughes stopped playing um, yeah. for a second. It just got crushed. Uh, so I'd, I'd be curious to see what... I know the, the the tenor is New Jersey doesn't do anything when that happens, so I'm curious to see what, uh, what happens with that. Speaking of younger players, uh, there was a Jim Montgomery got his fair share of criticism on Twitter over the weekend and uh, last week. Uh, he sat Johnny Beecher, uh, or he healthy scratched Johnny Beecher against Toronto, which surprised a lot of people. He uh, he did not take pot or he took Potra out uh, in the third. Didn't play him much then against Toronto, uh, and he was asked before Sunday's game about uh, not using Potra, and he said it's an opportunity to watch and grow and learn. You know, it was a situation where we had a three-two lead with eight minutes left and we're going to go with the guys that have been tried and true before. And he's got to sit there and watch if he gets the opportunity and he will, he's got to do the right things without the puck to be able to be out there. Uh, I'm going to give a take here. I've been fine with it. I do. I, and I know that there's a lot of people that would disagree with me on this. Uh, and I get it. Cause again, they, <laughs> the veterans were out there when uh, the Leafs scored with uh, four seconds left. And this has happened consistently this year. So I think that is the one pushback of like, Hey, maybe it is time to try the younger kids, but this is the same stuff we said with Lowry. They're a uh, they're Yes, they're a bridge team, but they're first in the Eastern Conference right now. They are the they are the best team in the East. Uh, this has happened against Toronto. It happened against Dallas. 
You, uh, when you're up against the other really good teams in the NHL, this is what happens. And it's, uh, you know, again, the younger kids are still playing a lot. But, you know, if the Bruins were a middle-of-the-pack team, we said, I'm saying the same thing I said with Lowry. If they were a middle-of-the-pack team, they could do that. They could put Potra out in the final five minutes against the Maple Leafs when they're up 2-1 to one in Toronto. They could, you know... Uh, throw Beecher in the lineup whenever uh, and not worry about having to reset him because there's nobody else to take his place. Like, you're a competitive team and you do have some depth. Um, so I'm fine with it. Uh, I'm curious what you think about it. Yeah, I think in Potter's case, I agree that, um, again, you can make the argument that this is a younger player that um, needs to learn on the fly. And yes, like, he's he's getting those reps. Like, he is learning on the fly, but... I'm going to uh, let some people in on a little secret, Evan, that I think you probably are also aware of, is uh, coaches, even ones that uh, play younger players and give them a lot of leeway, like Jim Montgomery, they want to they wanna fucking win, too. And if you're playing what? a team like the Toronto Maple Leafs, <laughs> again, another uh, common, uh, again, a little insider information, a lot of times coaches would be like, ah, it's just another regular season game. It's usually not. Not when it's Toronto or anything like that. <laughs> I remember, I think it was 2019, right after the Bruins lost in the Cup, they played uh, the Blues really early on the next year, and I remember Ooh. like lead up to that, it was like, "Is there any extra motivation?" And like Bruce Cassidy was like, "No, it's just one of eighty-two. And then like the game starts, and I think Charles like walloped. I think it was like either Barbashev or Sunquist. I think it was, it was Sunquist. Like, two fights, yeah. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, you guys are full of shit. Like, I, we, we all know how this happens. So I, again, when it's a, a team like Toronto on the road, it, it you know, it's not like he's like been sheltering uh, Potra before or anything like that, or he's really cutting down his minutes. If there's a time and place to do it, it's probably on the road against Toronto with that firepower. If it's against the Sharks and he gives up a goal against or or anything like that, it's not ideal. But you can live with the you can roll with the punches when it's games like that. When it's Toronto, I can see the the methodology there, especially when the very next game, Potra is going to still be getting 14 minutes a night, playing in the NHL at 19, learning on the fly, getting those reps, whether it's on the power play or PK or what have you. Like there's adequate room for him to grow. Um, I think for a Beecher, that one's a little bit tougher just because I looked at, like, the Bruins struggles at the faceoff dot, and Beecher's arguably the, been their best faceoff guy. Again, yeah. maybe you want to see a little bit more of a, a message there, but that's one where you look at just the game plan, who you're going up against, and he's been arguably one of their better defensive forwards. I'd, pu- I'd put him in there. So, again, agree to disagree there. But for Potter's case, I really don't have too much of an issue with it concerning what the opponent is. Yeah, and the other thing with Beecher was, like, Toronto's a fast team. And yeah. Beecher is arguably your fastest player, uh, just, yeah. you know, straight up. And I think that's an area where, but I, I do understand a younger player like that. If you don't like what you're seeing from him resetting um, and throwing someone else in there. Um, but again, I, I go, I, I'm not, you know, I'm not hitting the panic button with Jim Montgomery yet of like, oh my God, he does not handle yeah. younger players. Like the Potter thing, I'm, I like, I get that, you know, that makes sense. And uh, again, you want to get to, you want to get him to a point where you can do that, and I think at 19 years old, he doesn't need to be doing that, you know. And I think that's a really important thing. And again, if they were a middle of the pack team, if they were you know fighting for a wild card spot, it would make sense uh, throwing guys like Patra and and keeping Lowry up here. That's another part of it. It's like they're competitive. <laughs> they are they are the best team in the East right now. Um, as of Monday, December 4th, they're the best team in the East right now. So you do, you, you know, you, you want to have an eye for the future, which they do have, uh, but you also want to make sure that you are putting uh, veterans in positions to, to try and succeed and to try and win. So, uh, yeah, I, I'm fine with it. I know that a lot of people, you know, it's funny though. I, I, so Scott McLaughlin tweeted out that quote and I did see like 
some pretty rational reactions to it. Like, ah, I, I, that kind of makes sense. I was against it, but now I get it. And I'm like, wow, this is I, crazy. Twitter's I, I a will, new leaf. I will say, I think Bruins has been pretty rational given like the various twists and turns we've had, whether it's like uh, that or like Lori. And I think people will realize like, oh, he could, we can say that he can go down to Providence. He's still a, a blue chip, very good prospect. Needs more time down there. You've seen it with like, oh, Dan Heinen is actually pretty solid, especially when he's making under a million dollars. Like we're, we're seeing Bruins fans be very rational. Give it a few months. Wait till we get to the playoffs again. Ooh, wait till we have the goalie yeah. rotation and all those things again. But so far, I think we're all in the same boat. It's good to yeah. see. Maybe, maybe it's the holiday season. Maybe that's why everyone's in a good mood. Maybe it is. Maybe it's uh, you know. Maybe it's us. I feel like we're pretty rational with Bruins stuff. You and I and and Ty and we're pretty rational. I don't think that we're like you know we don't go crazy on stuff. So I think people maybe are starting to listen to us. Maybe that's a little bit a teen, you know, like 0.01% of those people on Twitter that are, uh, that are rational. Maybe that's because they listen to us. Maybe that's it. I don't know. Um, Makes sense. Maybe it is. Maybe it is. But uh, anyways, Connor, what can the people look forward to from you over at Boston.com and the Boston Globe? Yeah, we're going to be covered throughout the season, whether it's recaps, features, columns, breakdowns, all that good stuff. So you can read it, all of it over at Boston.com. And if you want to follow me on Twitter, you can at Connor Ryan underscore 93. Go do all of that. That's Connor Ryan. I'm Evan Marinovsky. You Bruinsby listeners, have a great rest of your week. Team.